Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. These two were faithful slaves of the Lord during their entire Christian lives and have become patterns to us of ones that counted all things lost on account of Christ. Witness Lee completed his most comprehensive work called the Life Study of the Bible just before going to be with the Lord in 1997. This program combines short excerpts from his original speaking, along with some of our own comments and fellowship. And as always, we'd like to hear from you with your thoughts or answer any questions that might arise while you're listening. We'll repeat this contact information at the end of the program, but if you have a pen right now, jot down our toll-free number, which is 888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Now, here's today's show. With us in the studio again today is Francis Ball. Francis, today we begin the topic, the life and work that changed the age. To begin, Witness Lee notes the disparity between man's condition in Genesis 1 and Genesis 6 in relationship to God's eternal economy. Would you review for us again the meaning of the term God's eternal economy? Uh, Yes, I would uh, try because I believe that this is a good juncture. First, I would just clear up this term because when we mention economy, most people are thinking in terms of dollars and cents. But we're not talking about money. We're talking about God's eternal economy, what God planned from eternity past. He has a purpose, and He wants to fulfill this purpose. We saw in the past, how God created man with an intention to get into man to be his life and everything to him. Then we've been seeing a lot of the fall of man, how he fell by not using his spirit and by over-exercising his soul. Now we can see from the way God created man, according to the counsel of the divine trinity in Genesis 1.26, where it says, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. That's God's eternal purpose, is that man would be God's expression and have his dominion over all creation. God's economy is just how God works out this plan and this purpose through time. We've come already through three falls in man's history that has brought man into such a depraved situation, such a degradation. When God first looked at man after he created him, he said, very good. But now he takes another look. And we'll see in today's message, when he looks at man this time, he is quite troubled and so saddened because man has fallen so low that God can't fulfill his purpose in such a degraded, fallen man. So how he will recover the situation and work out his eternal purpose is what we're talking about today. And that's what we call God's eternal economy, the way he will work out his eternal purpose. So now today we come to a stage in the process of God's economy where there's the need to have a change in the age which had become so depraved, so corrupted, and so terrible. So God needs a man whose life and work can change the age. Thank you, Francis. With this setting, Witness Lee 
discusses the life and work that changed the age. Let's join our life study. Noah's life and work changed his age. A life and a work that changed the age. It is altogether not a small thing to change the age. You just consider up to the time of Noah, what kind of generation was that? And you have to go back to chapter one of Genesis and read the last part of that chapter concerning God's creation of man. God created man in his own image with the purpose to express himself. My, what kind of purpose with man? Man was intended to be God's expression, made in the image of God, not to express anything else but God. Because man, like a photo, was made in the image of God to express God. Not only so, also committed with God's authority to exercise God's authority for God's dominion on this earth over all the creatures. That was great, to set up a dominion on this earth over all God's creatures. My goodness, what kind of commission was that? Now, listen to this, only five chapters later. God had another look at mankind. In chapter 1, the first look of God on mankind, God said, very good. God was happy. God was so much pleased with this very good man. But in chapter 6, God looked at the same mankind. God said, my, terrible. It's terrible. With man's purposes, desires, all together and evil. Nothing good there. But everything evil corrupted. And the whole man became a flesh full of lust. But how about God's eternal purpose? God was not a temporary God. He was an eternal God. With him, there's no shadow of any variety. No shadow of change. Once he decided, and this is for all and for eternity, would God be defeated? Never. Then what should God do? Francis, this is very good. It would help if you would tie together for us God's eternal economy the degradation of man, and the life and work that changed the age. Well, we have to realize, first of all, that our God cannot be defeated. He has an eternal purpose. Man fell. Man failed God. But God could never fail. He could not be defeated. 
Hallelujah. Of course, when God created man in his image and likeness, God was happy. But from chapter 3 of Genesis, Satan came in, tempted man, stole him away from God. The fall repeated, went down, 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 step by step, until man, whose spirit, soul, and body had become so affected that there was a need for a way of saving. The fall reached such a point that God's look at man by chapter 6, where we are today, caused him to repent that he ever created man. But this degradation, this corruption, this wickedness, really only gave opportunity for God's grace to be brought in. So we have here a man who found grace in the eyes of the Lord. By this grace, a man was raised up to change the age. Because there is an enemy, there is always the need for those who can change the age for God's purpose. Francis, thank you for that fellowship. Let's return as Witness Lee addresses the first aspect of a life that changed the age, a life that inherited the godly way of his forefathers. What should God do? Here is the answer. To all the centuries, the answer has been all the time in the same principle. Yes, Satan was happy to hear that God had a look. And God said, Mom, the earth, the world is corrupted. I'm going to terminate the generation. Satan was happy to hear that. I will ask you to underline one verse in this chapter. This is, I tell you, the greatest verse in the whole book of Genesis. Let me read to you from verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of his heart, if you read the margin note of King James Version, it says the imagination here in Hebrew signifies not only the imagination, but also the purpose and desires of man's heart was evil continually. Verse 6, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And verse 7, And the Lord said, I will destroy man, whom I have created from the face of the earth, for it repented me that I have made them. If this is all, I tell you, it was so. But after verse 7, you have to circle the word but. But what? But Noah found the grace in the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> this turned the situation. This changed the age. Hallelujah, God was not defeated. In the defeat, there was a victory. Victory through a man who found the grace in the eyes of the Lord. I tell you, this is the turning point. 
if you read the history close to the Bible, you could see nearly in every generation when Satan has done his best to drive the whole situation to the bottom, there was always one or a few others finding grace in the eyes of God. Who are the ones that turn the page? You shouldn't forget the history of Israel. They went down and down and down, down to Babylon. But there was a young man by the name Daniel. But Daniel, but Daniel, here it says, but Noah, but in Daniel says, but Daniel. There was always a but. At the bottom of man's fall, always there was a but. But Noah. The situation by that time was driven by the enemy to the bottom. Even God himself said, terrible. There seems no hope there. But Noah found grace. How about this? But Noah found grace. So Noah's life was a life that changed the age. If you read the gospel, and see God's purpose with the church. What a high commission. The church was produced even with God's life, right? To express God in this New Testament age. And the church has been commissioned with such a glorious business. But, no need to say... The past, look at today's situation. What a fall. What a deviation from God's proper goal. Francis, I think that we all must be impressed with Witness Lee's account that throughout the ages, God's enemy has consistently done all he can to darken the age. And certainly that seems to be the condition that we're in today. But in every age, regardless of how dark, God also has a response. Would you comment about God's strategy and God's response? Throughout history, and also in reading the Bible, we can see that nearly every generation, Satan has done his best to bring everything with man lower and lower, even to the bottom. However, there are always some that are raised up to turn the age. Praise the Lord for this. Brother Lee, in his message, made a great deal of uh, impact with this word, but. No matter what Satan, the enemy of God, tries to do, always there has been a but. But this one. But that one. You know, in this light, I'd like to say, even in today's degraded and divided situation among Christians, everybody trying to find what God is wanting and what God is saying. A lot of division, a lot of wandering, 
But the situation always needs people who can change the age. We need to be like this. It may be degraded. It may be really pitiful. There needs to be but you, but me, to be those who find grace and change the age. May the Lord give many of us such a vision. Today, Satan has too many occasions to be happy. May many dear believers in Christ be raised up to see this vision of what can be worked out to accomplish God's eternal purpose. Even one person who could find grace could be used to change the age. Francis, thank you for that fellowship. Let's return as Witness Lee addresses the first aspect of a life that changed the age, a life that inherited the godly way of his forefathers. What can life that God can use to change the age? First of all, this life is a life always inheriting the godly ways of the forefathers. Noah did have many good fathers. All his nine forefathers, from Adam to Lamech, everyone was a godly one. As I told you, yes, Genesis does give us a record of man's fall, but this is only a background to show us the real picture of the godly ways. In Adam, we can see the way of salvation. Fallen, yes, but there was salvation. Fallen, no doubt. But salvation was there. I tell you, if you have never got fallen, you would never taste the sweet salvation. We all got fallen. We all got saved. And we all can testify what a sweet taste of God's salvation. Let us come to draw water with joy from the well of God's salvation. So I like Adam because Adam was a pioneer to draw the water with joy. He was with joy to draw the living water out of the well of God's salvation. I have no doubt Noah inherited this way of salvation. Then, fallingly, there was Abel's way. The way of offering the gifts to God, to please God. Adam's way was to get ourselves saved. But Abel's way was for us to please God. Isn't this good? Could you imagine that a fallen man can please God? And God was pleased. Yes, Abel. You are a fallen man. Yes, I am a fallen man. But listen to me, I can please God. I have a way to please God. And this way is just the way of offering Christ to God. What is the way to please God? The way of Abel. 
to offer Christ to God. Not only to offer Christ as a sacrifice of sin for us, but also as a gift. Noah didn't forget this way. Noah inherited this way. Not even these two ways, but a third way. My, the third way of Enos, who called on the name of the Lord to enjoy all that the Lord is. Isn't this wonderful? Not only so, you have the fourth way. What the fourth way? Begating, living, living, and begating. Not idling, but living with a purpose and begating for God's multiplication. Really good. But this is all. We have the fifth way, the way of working with God. My, really good, brothers. The fallen man can walk with God. Could you believe to say the fallen man could be saved? Marvelous. But you have to realize the fallen man could walk with God. There was such a thing on this earth that the fallen man can work with the Holy God. Saved, pleasing God, calling on his name, living and begating, and even the more, working with God. What else do we want? What else do we want? It seems to me I am fully satisfied. I don't need anything. I'm sure of nothing. I'm pleased. I'm satisfied. Are you satisfied? Yes, for God. <laughs> God has not been satisfied yet. Well, Francis, would you elaborate on the idea of the godly way of the forefathers and perhaps make some applications for our life today? Well, we have to see in the history, Noah had a rich heritage. There were the lives of his forefathers. Uh, these were all men who had learned the lessons of faith and found out God's purpose and walked with God. He learned about God's way of salvation from Adam. He learned about how to please God by offering Christ in type through Abel. So he learned from Abel how to please God. And he learned how to enjoy the Lord by calling on his name from Enosh. From Enoch, he learned how to walk with God. All of these things are in Noah's background, in his genealogy. So Noah really learned from a heritage uh, how to change the age, how to bring people back to God. Today, we need the same kind of thing. If we're wise, we will consider all the dear saints of God who have opened the way for us to go on. There have been uh, those who have changed the age during the past centuries and even during the more recent years so that we can experience the working out of God's economy and accomplish God's eternal purpose. This is a marvelous aspect of what God wants to do today. He wants to raise up men who don't go along with the present trend, who don't follow the present downward result of the fall after fall after fall. 
but they turn not only themselves, but through them, the whole age is changed. People today try to improve the situation, but this is not the day for improvement. This is the day for a change, and that change has to come from God coming into believers, and they find grace in the eyes of the Lord. May it be so even today. Many of us would find grace in the eyes of the Lord and be used to change this age. Thank you, Francis, for your fellowship. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.